A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. If there's prosperity, I hope you will have it. If there's life, I know you will live it. And if there's wisdom, I pray that you receive it. And we're back as if we never left. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of the DNA Airwaves. If you don't know me by now, my name is Dorikia. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined by the always blessed, never stressed Anthony Lewis. Anthony, how are you oh, doing like today, that. sir? I'm good, man. Blessed. That's like you said, for sure. Feeling good. How you never doing? Never stressed. You never look. You never look stressed. Always look calm. Even the in the I even in the eye stressed. of the storm, he's got that smile. Ah, wow. Might be crying on the inside. Thanks, man. I'm trying, man. <laughs> when I'm crying on the inside, there's still a light that shines from the inside out. Um, yeah, I'm blessed, man, and I'm really happy to have our our guest with us today. Uh, Daphne E. Jones is an author, uh, executive, and a whole lot more that we're gonna. We're going to find out throughout this chat, but uh, Daphne, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. And hi, everybody who's out there listening. Are they listening and watching or this listening? Just listening. We're going to usually have some clips up so they'll see like the sound bites and key moments, but we're not live at the moment. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but thank you so much. I kind of, I mean, I have a have a whole lot of questions and things I want to get into with you. I'm not sure how much we'll get through, but we'll do our best. And uh, yeah. maybe we could actually just start with, um, sorry, your, sorry, I guess, what do you call it? Like your coming up story, just to give us some background on, you know, who you are, how you grew up, and what led you to the work that you're now in. It's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So remind me if I don't get to all of it, um, because it's an important thing. I mean, you got to start at the beginning right. um, and that kind of gives you context for where you are today so True. that's a good question good um so i was born in one of the the poorest towns in illinois called phoenix illinois i was born to immigrant parents who were undereducated mm. my mom and dad were from jamaica and at the time they left yeah. jamaica um, jamaica was under the british rule right so we right. already come on and yeah. um and so yeah, and so we, we, you know, even though I don't talk Patois, like yeah. I should be able to, but um, they were very proud of the British, the British legacy uh, mm. at, at the time. And so my mom, she cleaned bedpans for a living in the hospitals and she wasn't a nurse. She wasn't a nurse at aid. I don't know quite what mm. they called it, but that's what she did. She turned patients over and things like that. And then my dad worked in a construct, in a manufacturing facility. He's on the assembly line, piece rate, you know stuff goes by and you do stuff to it just all all night long yeah and uh they're undereducated yeah and and but they my mom always said that i need to think above uh my lived reality because that's where the opportunities are 
And so mm, even right. though we were poor, we had two bedrooms for six of us living in, in a two bedroom Damn. house. We had one bathroom. Wow. So for us to go to church, we had to get ready the night before because <laughs> you know ah, wow. was trying <laughs> to use one, one bathroom. Wow! Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was a pastor, and as, as a lot of people are who are African American, you know, you, you you can't believe this reality is real. So you believe in God to mm, yeah. to help take you out mm. of this and to help realize Great there's point. something better promise for you. So my dad was was a minister, so I was a preacher's kid. And they say the three P kids are the words preachers, politicians, and pastors. No, yeah. preachers, politicians, and policemen's kids. Oh, right. And so yeah. <laughs> I was a preacher's I'm kid, so I was a bad girl. Mm. But anyway, my mom, my mom um, uh, you know, I'd sent some of my sisters and brothers to Jamaica to live. So I was basically an only child, even though I had three other siblings because they were uh -huh. in Jamaica. And I lived in, right. in Phoenix, and so she, I got all her attention, all of it. So I was, wow. she made me read, made me write. She Amazing. said, "Daphne, go out to the alley." I'm not sure if y'all know what an alley is. It's like a, it's like a fake road behind the house. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it has yeah. rocks and gravels. There's no pavement there. It's just rocks and gravel. So gotcha. she said, "Go out to the alley, Daphne, and bring me two plus three rocks." Uh, so yeah. if I brought her anything but five rocks back. I'd have to go back out and get a switch because she would then like beat my oh. little legs. So, I mean, she was on it. She Tough said, love. education is everything. Mm. Whatever has your mind has you and education is going to have your mind. So that's kind of what she taught me. And uh, I ended up Powerful. skipping first grade. It yeah, works. because she taught me everything, you know, from the house when I was five <laughs> you know, years old or whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so... That was sort of how it began, and um, but focus on education, focus on the Lord, and yeah. uh, then I ended up going to college, to high school. Um, I was in, I was involved in choir. I was a pom pom girl. You know, I was very active and engaged <laughs> in whatever was going on in school. Yeah. So I'm like waiting, like waiting, like where's my counselor? He should be coming to talk to me about going to college, and he's uh, not coming right. to talk to me. So I go to him, and I'm like, so how do I get ready for college? He says, Daphne, black girls like you don't go to college. Mm. It'll be, it's impossible. You won't get in. And if wow. you get in, you won't graduate. And if you graduate, nobody's really said that you. to you. Huh. And, um, he really said that to me. He it's said, like I should go to secretarial school, school, a high school guidance counselor. Wow. Right? That's Correct. Wow. And you okay. listen to your guidance counselor, right? That's they're guiding you Just, and yeah, they're yeah, paid and, they happened to be white. And because we were bused to this school, even though I was living in right. a black town, they mm. bused us to this white uh, community, white high school. So everybody, all the teachers, and for the most part, were white. Hmm. And so um, wow. I listened to him, and I became a secretary at Women's Day magazine in downtown Chicago. Wow. And I'm telling you, Anthony wow. and Dariki, I you couldn't tell me nothing. I had it going on. <laughs> Everybody thought I had made it because I'm on a train in the morning mm. going to downtown Chicago. Yeah. I uh, worked for yeah. Women's Day. And I felt important because I reported to somebody important. He was the associate right. editor. Like, it doesn't get better. Wow. But I was lousy. I was terrible. Even though I took shorthand, <laughs> I took typing in, in high school. Yeah. Because I planned on using those skills in college. I was going to write right. my little notes in shorthand. I was going to type them up or whatever. Right. I didn't expect me to use it to be helping the editor at the magazine. Right. So anyway, right. but I was right. terrible at it. He would dictate stuff to me. 
he would yell at me. He, he, it was just horrible. And I said, this cannot be what I'm here to do mm. in this life. I can't be. So I said to myself at that moment, I'm not going to be a secretary. I'm going to have a secretary one day. Mm. Wow. Mm. And that was the beginning of, as they say, her story, <laughs> you know, history. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and I, yeah. and I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I just knew that those men that were around me, because the men had the outer. And by the way, Women's Magazine was run by men, so all the men had the <laughs> outer offices where the windows were, and we were like in like uh, in a bullpen, like you know, all of us right. sitting together. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I and I said, you know what? For me to get in there. I need to go to college because that's where they, I'm sure, went. So that's what I did. I ended up going to college. Um, and, and all the while in my ear, I'm hearing him say, you're not going to make it. You, you know, black mm. girls don't make right. it. It's, it's that's impossible. That's yeah. Yeah. And so so I had to, my, my, but my life was different. I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in three years instead of four. I wow. got my MBA in one year instead of two. Probably because I was Big. scared to death. I was probably running, you know, thinking, <laughs> thinking he was behind me. Yeah, yeah, catch up with me. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gonna catch up with me and send me back to secretarial, you know, jail. And <laughs> jail. So, oh my god. Yeah, jail. Because that's where I felt I was gonna be stuck. <laughs> now, nothing wrong with secretaries at all. Definitely not. It wasn't Believe for me, you. It's because, but he gave me a limit and he right. gave me a label. And when mm. you tell me that all I can be is what you tell me all I can be, how do you know? You don't know me. You don't know my mm, skills. Exactly. You don't really inquire about that. Right. And so understand that there's a little bit more to me than that, even though yeah. that for somebody is perfectly fine. True. And so right. I, I, when I realized that, the word impossible really became the word inevitable. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's not impossible that you can do these things. It's just, it, it's inevitable. And there are things right. that people say couldn't be done, like the mile, running the mile in under four minutes. Roger Bannister did it mm -hmm. in three minutes, right. and nine seconds. And now the, the world record is three minutes and 40 seconds or something like that. Supreme Court justice, black, female, Supreme Court, impossible. No, mm, just right. a matter of time. So if we had right. that mindset, like my mom said, fix your mind on what is possible, hmm. then, yep. then, then your actions will go with what your mind says, and then your results will be in the universe, will, will work with you in order for Absolutely. you to be able to get that. But your mind right. has to say, I'm going to beat the four minute record. I'm mm. going to be a Supreme Court justice. I'm going to be the highest ranking African American female in, in GE IT. Right. I'm going to have a hundred million dollar budget. I'm going to have a secretary. So it starts with your mind. So that's sort wow. of my story up until, you know, I went to college and I started yeah, my career with IBM and, uh, Impressive. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if impresses, impressive is the word. Um, Thank you. Yeah, incredible, really. Um, you said so much there. I'm just trying to pick on a point to sort of uh, follow yeah, up. Yeah, I, so I actually had a... Let me stop talking now. While Anthony kind of figures out where he, what direction he wants to go, I'm always like impressed by people that are able to be told one thing and, and still continue on mm -hmm. to prove them wrong. I mean, I've, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure Anthony has done it too, where someone has told them they couldn't do something. I always just find it interesting that just off of our appearance alone, people can make these conclusions mm -hmm. to where our ceiling is at. And I mean, 
I don't know what years right. you were in high school, but I had a similar situation by just from looking at me, they could tell me that I wasn't capable of doing X, Y, Z, and I had to let them, you know, know um, that I could do it, and I had to prove them wrong. It's just something that, you know, some people Definitely. take. But I know other yeah. people that are told yeah. something, and they let that now become their identity, and they don't actually want to pursue anything anymore because of the advice or the opinion that someone put in their ear. How would you go about right. telling that person right. um, to not listen to the to the noise pollution, and if you believe in something or want to mm -hmm. do something, you can do it. Like you said, it's not impossible. It's inevitable. But how do you yeah. convince a doubter or someone that has that self-doubt that they are, in fact, capable of doing much more than they're currently doing? Um, there's two things. I'm going to explain something first, then I'm going to answer the question second. First of nice. all, um, based on how you look, girls, mm -hmm. people of color, have been told since they were five years old or whatever age, this is all you are. Girls are told, mm -hmm. girls can't play basketball. Girls right, can't right, do science. Right. Girls mm -hmm. should never try to do math. A black right. man could never be a hedge fund manager. They tell right. you right. these, they plant these little seeds of misdirection in your spirit. And then these little tiny seeds or little whispers in your ear, little tiny whisper about that big, yeah, right? It goes in your ear, goes in your spirit, goes in your psyche. And then, but then they, it grows up with you. Like mm, as you yeah. grow up, these yeah. seeds, and now all of a sudden these seeds are now tall trees of mm. what I'll call imposter syndrome. Yeah, Everywhere right, you look, there's right. trees. And every tree is a meeting. Every tree is a job opportunity. Every mm. tree is, is a chance to have a discussion with the CEO. But because right. you believe you're an imposter, these trees are daunting, and, and you're going to run into them, and, and they paralyze mm. you. And you believe right. that. You believe it. If yep. you know that it's wrong, then that's right. the first thing. Know that when somebody says it's impossible, what if they're wrong? What if you yeah, have right. just spent yeah. your life listening to foolishness? Okay, that's the first mm. thing. To answer yep. the question, though, uh, is what I talk about in, in my book it, early on, because in order for you to get to transformation, you have to envision. There's no transformation without reimagination. You got to reimagine yourself in that role. Mm. And when I think about all of us who, whether you're an artist, you're a writer, you're a musician, what you're a professor, whatever your job is, right. you, you were successful before. What, first of all, when we're born alive, ooh, that's one success. That's a big one right you know, there. Yeah. Go to school. Yeah. Eighth grade, mm -hmm. we graduated. High school, we graduated. We got our first right. job that was successful. So right. you think about what was I feeling? How did I feel? What role was I playing when I was winning? Because you, there's right. not anybody that I can believe on this earth that hasn't said, oh, yeah, I was pretty good at that. Okay, whatever that was or whatever that is, then right. scale it, exponentialize it, if you will. And remember, you know, and I have the SHIP model, S-H-I-P, in my book. Are you mm -hmm. strategic? Maybe you're a strategic thinker, and that's when you really were doing a good job at whatever you were doing. Or maybe you're hands-on. You roll up your sleeves. That's the H in ship. You roll up your sleeves, and you get your hands dirty because you're hands-on. Yeah. Um, the I is, are you an influencer? You know, Do you tell folks what to do, and they seem to just do it because you've got a great voice or a great stature or you got charisma? Or are you yep. P? Are you a people person, and, and you can instruct people on 
on how to get things done. So depending on what your thing is, go do that. And, right. and you will hmm. find that what people say about what you can't do is not true. Well, and it may be true because maybe you're trying to be hands-on when you're really strategic, right? But so go find mm. where you were when you were successful and remember that. It's like muscle has memory. Um, you're right. able to remember back to when you were doing something special. How did it feel? What were you doing? And then go do that because your purpose is the combination of your passion and your capability. If you mm -hmm. have a passion for helping people well said. and you want to be a doctor, but you're lousy in science, maybe you shouldn't think about being a doctor, maybe a social worker, right. because you can still help people. That's right. still your passion. Oh, point. But if you're bad at yeah. science, you're going to make a lousy doctor. You won't make a doctor <laughs> yeah. at all. So understand exactly. where your strengths are and that will be your important. purpose and your passion. Yeah. Well, you hit that one. I was actually just getting ready to ask you to kind of break down the differentiators between purpose and goals. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. you kind of dissected that already. Um, so there's another thing, your though. Purpose is going to be a long term. Why mm -hmm. am I here? I'm here to teach wisdom to the world, right? right. And I've changed mine to because I want to teach wisdom to the world and I want to make the world more sustainable. But anyway, so that's my purpose. Now, the right. goals that you take are, what are the goals that you take to get there? If you want to drive, take a vacation to California and you're in New York, mm -hmm. your vision, your purpose is to get to California. How you get to California is going to be by mapping out your route, making sure you've got first aid kit in your car, make sure you've got good tires, make sure you know yep. what your food source is going to be. So you'll have individual goals that you will exercise to get to that purpose of going to California. Love it. Yeah, that's incredible. It's that's um, very well said. And, and just, important uh, to note actually, that just take the... vision with no execution is delusion. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. if you're not executing and doing... Exactly. Or, yeah. or it's a dream. Vision with no right. action is a dream. Yeah, so yeah, we, can, yeah. Right. we can dream all night long and, no, not, and not get, get anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. And that's not... We were not meant to just do stuff we were meant to be. We're not human doings, we're human beings. And so we have to understand, <laughs> what were we here to be? And yeah, then let's, go right, yeah. be, let's go be that. Let's be that, yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah. said, Daphne, what do you want to get out of life? And I, you know, I used to answer that question until one day I realized, this, no, what is life going to get out of me? So, mm. That's yeah. so anyway. completely, <laughs> completely reframing that, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I'll take the, a quick moment. We've mentioned your book a few times. I'll just do a quick, uh, quick plug on it here. It's a great book that everyone should get. Uh, Win when they say you won't, and that's and it right there. Definitely the grab that one. Definitely grab that. And you have a workbook too. I realized I found out a little bit too late, but you have a workbook that accompanies this book as well. Not too late. All you do is just send me your email with the your receipt that you got the book, and I'll send Done. it to you. It's a digital. Cool. It's a digital workbook, and I'm creating a workshop. Uh, uh, that'll be that, ready sometime in June. Yeah. So it'll be, be great. a three part workshop. Yeah. Amazing. Um, there's one big thing I want to ask you about, and that's just surrounding confidence. It's something that people, most people, I would say, probably struggle with, at least at some point in their lives. Um, and just through from telling your story and just from listening to what you said about some of the challenges that you face and some of the some of the you know, some of the things that people tried to put on you as far as just like shaping or defining who you could be, what would you, what kind of advice could you give us um, 
towards building confidence through rejection? Through rejection. Well, first of all, know that rejection is direction. <laughs> I um, like that. If hmm. someone tells you no, it doesn't mean that you should quit. Mm. It should just mean this approach didn't work. Fair. fair. And so okay. there's a, a book by um, Eric Reese called The Lean Startup. And in it, okay. and he used to work with GE, who I used to work for. And in mm. it, it talks about, you know, you have a hypothesis of what you want to do. Everyone right. should have a vision. And in my book, I talk about a vision. And the word says, you know, have a vision and, and write it down and make it plain. Right. So having a vision is really important. And so Eric says, Eric Reese, the author would say, have a hypothesis, which is like a vision in a way. This is what I think is going to happen when I put this new AI tool out there. Right. Mm. Uh, when I put yeah. this piece of music out there, it's going to be gobbled up by, you know, uh, somebody out in 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 New York. Right. In, uh, right. New York, yeah. um, theater district, right? Whatever. And so if you, so you put it out there and then you test it and, and it's okay to test. It's okay right. not to have everything perfect when you execute it, when you put it out there, just right. try it. And it's called an MVP, a, a, a minimum viable product, a minimum, something that just might work. And if it doesn't work the first time, you don't quit and say, I'm a terrible writer or mm -hmm. I'm a terrible boss. You just get the feedback from the marketplace and say, well, what about it wasn't right? So that rejection is direction, but that rejection is not to tell you to quit. It's to tell you to try another way. That's the universe is saying, this is not right for you right now, but something else is. And so you have the opportunity True. to what Eric Reese says is to pivot or to persevere. You pivot on that idea and change it a little bit. And, and then and you try it again. Or again. if everything yep. is going right, you're getting good vibes from everybody, then you persevere and you just keep on going. But whatever you do, mm. you never quit. If the goal is worth creating and having, it's worth going after and executing it. Yeah, that makes good sense. That makes, that makes real, a lot of sense. Einstein says that everybody is a genius. Everybody is a, no, everybody has a superpower. Everybody is a genius. He said, but if you judge a fish by how well it can climb a tree, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that fish will believe it's stupid for the rest of its life. Mm, so everyone's absolutely. got a superpower. Just yeah. find it, execute it. If you get some bad news, just pivot a little bit and try again. That's so true. Yeah. And I think that uh, even in our community early on, we're, we're, we're measured as fish trying to climb a tree. And we're, we're taught things that we're, we're, we're dumb. You know, we come from slaves. Um, we don't have much and we never will have much. Um, but to know that like we mm -hmm. deny that literature, we deny that rhetoric and continue to try and become the Anthony's, the Daphne's, and hopefully one day the Dariki's of the world, and really just uh, <laughs> out <of> here, <laughs> and really just uh, go with it. But how, like, uh, at some point in time in my life, particularly, I felt a little bit lost. Like I felt like I should be doing one thing. The universe was kind of telling me that it's not going to work, and I shouldn't be doing that thing, and I need to pivot. How do you know when it's time to pivot? And, you know, what are the maybe like the first steps someone should take in, 
you know, kind of assessing, am I lost? Am I on the right path? Or do I need to pivot? I know you had hinted it on in like a small little business, but as a per, like personally, someone trying to, you know, you're in a career. I was in IT for a long time and it just felt, you know, I did the job, I got the diploma, I got, I felt successful, but then after a while I felt like I was wasting my, my life. How do you, how do you, or what would your advice be for someone that's kind of going through something like that where they yeah. feel like, their life work isn't exactly what they felt their purpose actually was. Yeah, my son was like that. He used to, he went to Morehouse, graduated, and then ended up working for Air, Air, Apple. Then he worked mm, for Airbnb. Nice. And wow. now he's uh, the CEO and co-owner of Toasted Life out of California. And he nice. found his passion and he found his purpose because he was sitting there at the desk listening to people who didn't know what he knew. Mm -hmm. And and then there were things that he knew that he didn't know that they knew. And it just, he wasn't fulfilled. And I think part of what I said earlier is about your purpose is where your passion is. What do you, what do you get up saying you right. get to do every morning as opposed to I have to go do this. I get to go do that. Right. So what's your passion and what's your purpose? And so if, if either of those are not like making you happy, then you've got a decision that you have to make, which is what is yeah. it that I do get excited about? And then I think having role models, you know, there's like at least five kinds of people that you should have in your life. There's role mm. models, there's sponsors, there's mentors, there's accountability buddies, there's coaches, right? And, and all of those play a different role. And so mm. if you can just look and say, who is doing what I think I wanna do? Who has the capability then you can use them as a role model because you know I, right. I happened to at the one point I liked Elon Musk. Elon Musk is no longer my role model, but he was at one point. Fair. And so I say, you're Oprah, you know, and what would she do? And, and Harriet Tubman still is my role model. And so what what would Harriet do? Harriet, she got free, and then she reached back and helped other people. And so that's my job. I believe my job mm. is to go forward, get free, right. do more, learn more, do more, yeah. earn more, learn more. And then my job is to say, come on, y'all, let me show you how you can do it too. Right? So you got to look at what a, a mentor or accountability buddy person on LinkedIn, there are people on LinkedIn. If you just type in the keywords of what you love to do, yeah. there are people on LinkedIn that do that, then follow them right. and then ask them yeah. a question about their life and their passions and stuff. So I think it's, um, it's, it's passion and purpose, passion and capability, and then having people to help you because you're not here by yourself. People have had the same feeling forever. And right. you're not alone. Yeah. And uh, they say you want to go fast, you know, go go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. Absolutely. That's a good I hope one. That helped. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it definitely helped. Thank you. That's something to rewind and play back. Yeah. And I've been there. I got, I got laid off from IBM. I got downsized, mm. right? And even though I was downsized, I decided not to downsize my dreams. I used that rock mm. bottom as a foundation to build on. So wow. even yeah, when you right. get when you get stuck and tired and unhappy and you say I can't go any further down, use it as a platform to build. Uh, you, as my friend Willie Jolly say, use that setback as a setup for a comeback. Hmm. You just it's in your mind. Your mind's got to say yeah, yeah, I can yeah. do it. I'm gonna do it. Got this. Yeah. Right. Right. Man, I love that. Wow. Um, there's so much in there. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. You got my brain all over the place here. I should be taking notes at the same time. I'm definitely going to play this back and listen to those words, though. I suggest everyone else does as well. Um, I wanted to ask you this, though. So for artists, I mean, really for anyone, creators, entrepreneurs, all of us, really, there's a lot of noise, as Dariki kind of hinted at a little earlier, just cut, people are trying to cut through the noise constantly. And there's, it's just hard to really, you know, get your face or your voice out there. Can you share your thoughts on a few things I heard you mention, performance, image, and exposure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a, a lot of people. Now, now that black people are more getting on boards, for example, and one of the things that mm. I do at my company is I teach senior executives how to get ready to serve on boards that pay you, right? Mm. And, and there is something that I learned way back at, uh, I was not with IBM, I was with J&J when I learned this. And okay. um, in order to get promoted, you like, how they got promoted? And I didn't get promoted, and I'm doing better than they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. You just look yeah. around, and you see people advancing. What is it? My mother always said, Daphne, just do your job and and do it well, and mm-hmm. they'll see you, and you'll be fine. Right. Well, she didn't know. She worked in a hospital yeah. cleaning bedpans, you know? And sure. I don't right. think exactly. she got promoted, you know, from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... I learned from, uh, I went to a seminar, and that's the other thing. Don't sit there in your house, your apartment, your condo, your whatever, Mm -hmm. mobile home, whatever, by yourself. Get out there and learn from other people. You know, you got to learn all you can so you can earn all you can so you can Mm. return all you can. I'm at the stage of returning all I can. I'm I'm the Harriet Tubman trying to pull people along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, learn all you can. I just got my climate change certification two weeks ago. Climate Mm. change, right? Because I want to be a better value-added member of my boards that I serve on, right? So you learn, earn, and and return. But so part of what I learned when I was at J&J was I went to a seminar, and and Harvey Coleman was the speaker. And Harvey Coleman is the author of the book, Empower Yourself, Organization Gains Revealed. Everybody got to get it. Everybody has to get it. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. after Big. you get my book. After that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you got some I change him, by that I one. I mentioned him in my book. Huh? Fair enough. Right? No, I said if you have some change left over from buying your book, then buy his. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because I do talk about Harvey Coleman in my book, so you can get a little bit of him in my book. So PIE is something that he, he developed, and, and you realize that, in your life, there's this pie in your mm-hmm. career or whatever it is that you're doing. And in that pie, there's three slices. And the slice one is a P, the second slice is an I, and the third slice is an E. Well, the P mm-hmm. is for performance. Performance says, know your goal, know what success looks like from your boss or whoever is in charge, and, and do that. Do it well. Do it early. Do it cheaper. You had a budget of, mm. of 300000 Get it done in 250000 right? Get things done. Right. You know, overachieve is basically what that says. Okay. That's the P. P. That's necessary, but it's not sufficient. Just doing mm. a good job is great, is great, but it's not all you need. The I is your image. Your image is two things. One is how do you look? When you look around and you see winners... What are they dressed like? Right. You know, mm. and, and what, what are they wearing? What are they reading? And so what is your image? 
should be, and that's why I told some brothers, you know, y'all got y'all wearing mustaches over there, and you know, working for IBM, and you don't see the CEO of IBM wearing a mustache. So oh, you got to be, or or the vice president, or the manager. Mm. You got to see how they are. And, well, I can't wear it. Or you can be your authentic self and and kind of take your chances. So it depends on what right. you want. Wow. So your okay. image is is how you look often, but your image is also your brand. When they mm. know Anthony is coming into a meeting, are they like, oh, yeah, we're going to get some work done. Anthony is so smart. He's so creative. Uh, I really he, so. he always has a, has a good word for us. And mm. he's fast, True. too. Or yeah, do they going to say, you know, Anthony coming in, oh, we don't we don't get nothing done. He's always complaining. Mm. He's always super late. So uh, your brand attends. I know, right? <laughs> that's not the answer we know. But your brand set it comes to the meeting before you do. When you right. when you're right. on the list of as, as one of the attendees, the meeting mm. has already been decided in a way because you're going to be there. That's your brand, and you got to make sure your brand yep. is is clean, that it's consistent, that it's, you know, emotionally intelligent. You're not a yeller. You're not a always late, whatever. Mm -hmm. But E is one of the most important things to get back to your question yeah. is exposure. Exposure is who knows you and who do you know? Mm. Who has that power? And that's back to the networking, get on LinkedIn, find people in your community, find, you know, go to conferences, if right. you have exposure to people who are in power, then then they will say, oh, you know what? Dariki is amazing. I want to nominate Dariki to go to the next NAACP award because he's done this and this and this, right? Yes. If you don't know Dariki and Dariki doesn't know you, Dariki will never be nominated. And so That's you very have true. to get out there so people know who you are yeah. so you can get that so you don't, you're not stuck anymore. The more people you know, right. they say your network is your net worth. I didn't make that up, but I think it's a true statement. Um, mm. And who you hang around, just, people that are in your circle may not be in your corner. So you need to make sure people who are in mm. your circle right. are going to be there when you need them. Like a boxer goes to a corner, he's looking for hope. He's looking for a different strategy. He's looking for some a cut man to get that cut off his face. He's looking a for bit people water. to help him to go back out there and, <laughs> and win another round. Yeah, yep. Right. Yeah. So get Absolutely. people around That's you and be exposed. That is huge, yeah. I could make five wow. T-shirts off of and some I'm... of the gems that you've uh, said already today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And you know what? I only made one. Corner. I made one call win when they said you won't. See, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. the learn, earn you for the return. Own. That's that was the that was a really good one. Yeah, and can you actually break that down further? I know you mentioned, well, we talked a little bit about learn and return, but can you break that down as three separate? Yeah. Sure, learn, earn, return. When I was looking, reading, writing the book, and I kind of looked at a macro level at the human condition, mm -hmm. that's what we do. You know, we do those three things in life, and in, in, it's a circle or a cycle. And so first thing we do when we're young, and even now that, you know, I'm older, but you learn all you can you get learn math, you learn science, you right. learn how to cross the street, you learn how to cook, you, you learn and you gather this intellectual capital. 
And you learn from whoever you can. You learn all you can from whoever you can. Not only books, but, you know, life experiences. So you're learning. Yeah. And you take that learning and you're gathering, right? You're gathering information. You take that learning and now you trade that learning, what you know, for financial capital. What I learned in school, I became a doctor. Y'all mm-hmm. going to pay me now, right? right so I learned right. how to yeah. be a doctor. Now I'm going to earn doctor money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to yeah. trade what I know about cardiology or about oncology. And now I'm going to give that. And, and, and you know, Picasso, he wrote he did this. Um, I'm not sure if it's a true story or not. He took a piece of a napkin and he drew a woman who was sitting in front of him for lunch and he drew her on the napkin. Right. Okay. And he hands her the napkin and says, that'll be twelve thousand dollars. She said, what? It just took you 10 <laughs> minutes. She said, no, it took me 30 years. Uh, so, you know, right. while you're <laughs> yeah, learning, yeah. you then have the ability to earn. And mm. you're gathering money. You're gathering, you know, financial blessings be- to allow you to live. And then when it's time for you to return, when mm. you've learned enough, you've earned enough, and, you know, and everybody, again, we're always learning. We're, I'm still earning, even though I'm retired. Um, you now say, it's time for me to give back. It's time for me to reach back like Harriet does and pull the enslaved people along mm-hmm. so I can teach, so I can help people learn. So I use my intellectual capital. I use my financial capital in my returning stage of, of life that I'm in, and I return it back so that I can help other people learn. I want right. to help other people earn so that they too can return. So it's a cycle of life because we're not here by ourselves or only for ourselves. We are here to really to win and help other people win as well. So that's learn, earn, and return. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautifully said too. Is I mean, you went from you know conquering the industries that you were able to conquer. And then what made you decide, I know you have this idea of returning, but it's still a, quite the undertaking to be as successful as you are and decide to um, become an author or, or even a motivational speaker. Why, yeah, tell me why, did, you, why did you want to be an author? Like what, what, made, what convicted you to want to actually write this book? Well, I've been writing the book for 10 years. I had this idea Mm -hmm. um, and I found out I did the strength finders test. It's a test that tests your strength. And one of the findings was that I'm a maximizer. I had never heard Mm -hmm. the word maximizer until I read that in my little results. And that says that I take one and I make two out of it, or I take whoever Mm -hmm. does whatever they, whatever they are, and I make them better. And I realized that as I was an instructor for IBMs, I taught people how to be systems engineers in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. And I just realized that's what I do. And so if I'm going to do that, then I started writing things down. Like I would, or I would go to a seminar. I'm like, Oh, that's a bad idea. I never thought of things. I would write that down. I'm like, who am I Mm. writing this down for? (laughs) Right. And and I know it's for me because I was learning. Yep. But I ended up like putting things together. Next thing I know, I've got like 3,000 words typed up. And then I got 12,000 words typed up. And I don't, didn't, and it was all a bunch of mess. It was not organized right. whatsoever. There was no mm-hmm. chapters. I, I just was writing things down. And I said, I got to help somebody. And yeah. I ended up using those things all the time to help people. But then I said, I had to write it down and, and try to maximize because I can't hold enough microphones. 
and I can't speak to enough stages <laughs> That's very uh, to true. be able yeah. to get this point across that a black immigrant girl who was told she would only be a secretary mm-hmm. and was beaten up by white boys and, and was just, even when we have to get our house appraised, you yeah. know, I got my sister-in-law hanging up over there, Grace, and I have other, you know, people of color around the house here. If yeah. I ever had to get my house appraised, I had to take black people down. Because they will appraise your house Facts. less than if they thought yeah. a white person lived here. And so, and so yeah. I'm like, in with all these they's that are out there, they, when, when they hmm. say you won't, they is your neighbor, they is your boss, wow. they is your white supremacist HR partner, they are sometimes your family, they are you. And so I had hmm. to say, y'all, you can do it because I went to the top of corporate America and I stayed there. How did I do it? This black girl who should be taking care of somebody's children or on a hmm. pancake box or whatever. How could, <laughs> if I could do it, yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> if I could do it, God, how do I help other people do it? Because my purpose is to teach wisdom to the world. Yeah, that's my right, right. So mm. That's what happened. That's I'm glad why you I did found it. That. Yeah, that's <laughs> beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned once again. You mentioned so much there, but just what you were just saying about like having to take the pictures <laughs> down and how like a certain oh. that whole thing was just decreasing the value and being thought of as less than. I'm just trying to think of how to frame this, but because this, this is something that people struggle with. I actually had this conversation yes. recently, just dumbing it down. Now, that's something that some of us do is yeah. just based on a conditioning. When you walk into a room and you don't want to say yeah. X or you don't want to oppose something because you're going to come uh, across as the aggressor just based on how you look or the color of your skin or whatever uh, preconceived thoughts people Big might facts. have about you. Um, yeah. I don't think that there is a time, but I'm going to ask you, is there a time to dumb it down? But I kind of just given what I've just explained there, those scenarios. And if not, how do, I guess on the flip side, at least, how do people who constantly feel like they need to dumb it down, um, get through that and really be true, like just be your true authentic self, regardless of coming across that way? Yeah, it's a phenomenal question, and it's 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 a question like what came first, the chicken or, or the egg, and you know, mm. is, is there ever a right answer? Mm. Um, I talk about something in my book called assimilate or authenticate. When right. do you know to mm. be authentic, and when can you assimilate? First yeah. of all, right. I believe in taking the long view. Okay. In order for me to get to the next level, I have to understand what does winning look like? If I don't care right. about getting to the next level and I'm willing to, or I'm willing to take my chances, like I said about the guys with the mustache, then yep. I'm just going to be myself and whatever yep. happens, happens. That can be an approach you take and you decide that. I decided I wanted to get to a position where I could hire black people, ah, where right. I could be, be responsible for the diversity at the, at the senior management level. So now I sit on boards, right? I'm on three boards. And wow. one of the boards was looking for a new CEO. They bought a search firm in. Hmm. And I said to the search firm, actually, there was two, two of my companies have gone through. But anyway, they brought a search firm in. And I said, yeah. I'd like to make sure that we have a diverse slate of CEO candidates. 
black. I want them to be men. And I want there to be women on there. Okay. They brought it. Now, I'm not saying that a black man wins it every time, but, but having that long view says, I got to hold my peace, even if I don't like what might be going on, and I'm going to assimilate because I'm going to finally get to the point where I'm going to help other people, and, and I'll have the last word. So right. it's yeah. patience. It's, 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 it's being okay, holding your nose. I still took Martin Luther King birthday off though. So you, so there are times when <laughs> you, you can say, you know what? I'm, they can't stop me from this. I am going to do this, but right. I won't necessarily yeah. wear braids to work. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I and I don't have to wear braids to be Daphne. Right. You know, I'm still Daphne because what, what, what they measure me on should be measuring on is what my, my delivery is, my performance and, but right. my image sometimes does matter. And, right. But the more I can be more in the winning mode than my exposure, they'll introduce me to people. They'll take me places, right? right. Maybe yeah. as the token black person, but that's mm. okay because won't, I won't be the token for long. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to get your foot in the so door my somehow. My job is to that. win and then yep. bring other people up along with me. Yeah. I love that. Wow. No, uh, I mean, well, nobody uh, we can, can go on and on. Daphne, that's something that we've definitely uh, gathered really quickly in this conversation alone. Um, and we thank you for who you are and what you've done and what you continue to do and just for inspiring us to win when they say that we won't. That's, uh, that's, that's a huge right. message. It gripped me, and I'm glad that we've had the opportunity just to share even just a little bit of that with our listeners today. It's been really great chatting with you. I know we've mentioned can the I book leave, a few can times. Can I leave with the jingle? Oh, please. A jingle, please oh do. <laughs> I started started beginning and ending my talks um, with this jingle, and okay. it says, "Never accept no, never be satisfied with the status quo. If there are followers, then you must lead. If there's a gap, you gotta fill it. If there's hunger, you gotta feed it. If there's an illness, try and cure it. If there's empty land, try and seed it. If there's a record, I want you to beat it." Mm. If there's a good word, I want you to say it. If there's a bad thought, don't repeat it. If there's prosperity, I hope you will have it. If there's life, I know you will live it. And if there is wisdom, I pray that you receive it. Wow. Wow. That was beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Thank you so much. I need that on a poster. If you can make that, I'll buy it. Okay, I promise. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's amazing powerful words can you right maybe uh yeah. just share come to my talks okay I, I promise i will come to one of your talks can you share your socials and your website with us so we can let the fans know where to follow along on your story sure it's a great point um my instagram is instagram is daphne jones official d-a-p-h-n-e-j-o-n-e-s official um that's my my business uh one um website is daphneejones.com and if you want to write me an email it's daphne at daphneejones.com there we go thanks so there we go and then i'm on linkedin find me on linkedin daphne jones and they can get the book on amazon and on your website that's correct yeah yeah Yeah, if you type in daphneejones.com forward slash book um you can you can do that there's also if you want to get just a free introduction to see what the book is about daphneejones.com forward slash free dash intro perfect place so yeah we'll definitely make it happen hopefully we'll stay in touch for sure and uh yeah once again thank you so much daphne thank you appreciate it till next time everyone stay safe
As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.